Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, Short Term Rentals with Jimmy Woodard and Brian Marks. What's up, hey, fellas? Welcome you. on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So, selfishly, I'm super excited about this one because I think short-term rentals is a game right now. Um, I'm excited to dive deep with you guys and learn a little bit more. How'd you guys come together and get started? Well, you, we know each other for a while now since college, which, you know, starts to date, data, data ourselves. We're not young whippersnappers anymore, but this is actually <laughs> Brian's, uh, Brian's genesis. He came up with the idea. So I'll let Brian talk about uh, Cloudcast a little bit here. Yeah, Jimmy and I uh, go way back. I uh, met in college over 10 years ago, if you can believe that. I know we look younger, but, uh, you know, uh, it's been a long time. So it, the start of Cloud Castles, which is a short-term rental uh, platform for buying and sharing uh, equity in short-term rentals. How that all started was way back in the day. We actually would go to vacation homes. Jimmy and I, we'd go host a bunch of friends at houses. And we, we always thought, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just own this house outright and then, you know, take advantage of it oh, when yeah. we want to and have our friends over and then make a lot of money on the side when, when we're not, uh, when we're not using it. And that was kind of the, the kernel of it that started the whole journey. But then there's lots of other things in the marketplace. I've always been in real estate. My dad was a contractor. So I kind of grew up on construction sites, done a lot of rehab oh. myself. Um, and then, you know, I learned about timeshare was this kind of interesting concept. I don't know if you guys are familiar with timeshare, would not recommend it from a financial standpoint. Uh, and it was the whole idea was kind of, it was like, sounded good at face value. And then I jumped into financials. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all. So we kind of take that concept and put it on its head. So what we do at Cloudcast at the end of the day is it's all through mobile app technology. You can buy and own snackable shares of short-term real estate and you can start early in the project. That means pre-rehab, right? When we're onboarding it on, when it's kind of like a dump and you can hold on to it all the way till when we renovate it, when we list on Airbnb, when we throw all the amenities, the hot tubs, everything, when the place is all clean. Uh, and then when it has a new free market value, you can still either hold on to it for the cash flow, or you can uh, put it back on the marketplace to, uh, to, to basically liquidate your shares of the ownership. Um, but the really the, the purpose here is to enable more people to own real estate at a cheaper cost. You know, it's so expensive right now. Uh, so for us, the, the buy-in point is anywhere from $25, $30 to get started. You can kind of play with it a little bit, see how it feels, you know, see if I just 10X this or 5X this or 100X this, what would that experience be like? Uh, and then we have everything kind of in between from, you know, average beginner investors kind of walking them through what is a PPM, you know, how does short-term rental, how, how do they even work? You know, it's a very seasonal market, trying to get a sense of that. W what does it take to make a successful short-term rental? That's something we really work on with folks all the way to very seasoned ventures. Hey, we, uh, you know, we have multi multiple millions deployed right now and we want to do a little bit. We want to basically diversify and put it some into the short-term rental market. Maybe they have multifamily, maybe they're single family, maybe they're commercial. Uh, and so we work with a lot of folks across the spectrum on, uh, on on different real estate practices there. So that's a that's in a nutshell. You so, had me at snackable shares. I'm a fat kid at heart, right. man. I was like, <laughs> I'm in. All right. Um, so twenty five, thirty dollars a share. Like, how much? How much you guys raise on average? How many shares are in a project? Do you have like different tranches, different funds? How does that look? Yeah, I mean, our our projects are on the the single family residence level, so. We, you're investing in one particular project when you work with us, and it's anywhere from a hundred thousand on the low end to two hundred thousand on the high end, depending on the market and and how much we're putting into all of the initial investment between down payment and renovation and so forth. So it, it really just depends on when you get in. 
as Brian alluded to earlier, you know, we want to reward people who are first investors, first money in, because you're taking on the most risk. Now, we have a lot of ways that we de-risk our properties, whether it's a 5% property management fee, the fact that we cover losses, or as Brian talked about, the fact that you can actually sell your shares and not wait for us to sell the property. But overall, we try to, to make it fair to all investors involved and make it something that's easy to do so it takes less than four minutes to own real estate. I love what you just said, right? You've created a marketplace to make the shares tradable. So you've created something that's typically a-liquid and made it liquid. So I'm in a project. I need out. I've got to buy something. Do I go back to your database and sell to other investors on that project or other investors invest in other projects? Like, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, we're basically a marketplace at the end of the day. So let's say you bought in at Miami. Uh, you know, this is actually, you know, we do have uh, properties in Miami. And basically, <laughs> you bought in at maybe 20 bucks. Free market value is 20 bucks when you got in. You know, now it's a year later. Market Miami's been one of the hottest markets in the US. So now maybe it's $30, right? You want to liquidate. You just basically click, uh, you know, listing your shares. At that point, at the end of the day, what you're buying and selling is ownership of an LLC, which owns the house. So it's got all it. contained in this LLC. Um, and so, yeah, and then they, someone comes along, they buy it from you. Uh, our, our fee is basically a small percentage of that. It depends on, you know, basically your monthly subscription or, or, or kind of what investment uh, tier you're at. Uh, but that's that's what we ultimately want to do is be more of a marketplace for folks to onboard their houses, onboard their Airbnbs, and then also trade that shares or, or basically de-risk themselves or pass that and really make this a communal owning spot. We really think that's the future of ownership is like, you know, more people in the community owning a certain asset class and then sharing it between themselves in a really equitable and free, free market way. I want to take a, a step back here. It is brilliant. I want to take a step back though. Where did you guys go to college together? Where was your first investment? Let's start from the beginning here. Oh, UC Berkeley. So go bears on the, uh... For anybody listening in uh, on the West Coast, so go Bears for all the Cal alumni here. We are uh, Berkeley uh, grads. You know, we we um, we don't smell too bad for the record. You know, in person, uh, <laughs> most of the Cal grads can. I'm known to have some odor, but no, no, we uh, we met at Cal a long time ago. Um, and and Tahoe is the the place I alluded to before, where we actually was to go to vacation. So that was actually our first property. Uh, turns out Tahoe's not the best. We we did own a property in, in Tahoe, which we recently sold. It's not the best short term rental market. Market is a big component of basically you know real estate in general, but which market you own in is is you know, 2X, 3X more important for short-term rentals because you have a whole bunch of litigation on top of, you know, how much traffic that particular lo location gets. So right. for example, you know, you might have a place with a ton of traffic, but like Tahoe, but really, um, you know, cost prohibitive, uh, I'm going to say kind of, um, fascist is not the word I want to use. I don't want to use the word fascist, but somewhat kind of like they're they're not very friendly to short-term rentals, let's put it that way. So like they're, they're very um uh very restrictive on, on short-term rentals and what they can do. And, and that's what the community wants out there, apparently. So uh really is about uh owning the right location with the right uh legislation in place that that makes it really a, a profitable location in general. So it sounds like you really need to study the market. If you want to get into this space on your own without without it with you guys, stuff like that, I know that we're having some issues with certain cities right now in our market that are banning Airbnbs yeah. or different different things going on. Yeah, regulation's huge. And you don't need a law degree to do this research. It's literally just going to Google and typing in the city short-term rental rules. And the source of truth should always be the city or county website. That will let you know what's going on in the city. 
Unfortunately, it sometimes changes. So even beyond Tahoe, two big ones that I've seen in the last uh, couple of years are San Diego and the unincorporated part of uh, Clark County, which is the Las Vegas region. Both of those changed to a lottery system where essentially you are giving your, your property up to the real estate guys to say, can I actually own a legal short-term rental? Which makes <laughs> zero sense, but you know there are, are forces at play, whether it be the hotel industry, or nimbyism going on in a certain market that don't want people to own Airbnbs. So you do have to deal with that to a certain extent in this space, but that's the work that we do. And it's uh, definitely needed for anybody looking to do it themselves. Brian, now you can use the term fascist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but honestly, Jimmy, it's like you're in my head because that was going to be my question. Like, how do you stay up on the new legislation? But think about People who I admire the most are people who can break down something that seems super complicated on a very simple level, right? And you're like, hey, listen, you just Google it, man, right? And then do your yep. research. Use that Google machine and figure it out. So respect for that. Yeah, I would also say we're here as a resource. We like to work with folks who are, you know, are interested. We're actually, you know, part of our business model is actually helping folks who potentially want to start their own Airbnb de-risk a little bit. Like maybe they want to own 80% of the Airbnb and they want 20% potentially owned by, you know, they want to pull 20% of the cash out of that investment. You know, what would that look like? Um, Or maybe you want to put, you know, get the whole project up and going yourself, get your own property manager. And then afterwards you want to pull out some of your cash. That's actually one other part of our business model that we're we're leveraging right now. So um, we're happy to be a resource of any of your listeners or, or viewers who, who want to learn more about real estate, uh, short-term rental law in the U.S. No doubt. So if somebody want to get started with you guys, I think you mentioned that you had an app. You guys want to give it a shout out on the podcast here? Yeah. Well, there's one of the two guys on this podcast who built the app, and it's not me. But I will tell <laughs> you that it's, uh, it's an experience that I know how many hours Brian has put in. So definitely go download it, whether you have iOS or Android. And we do make it very simple. So we're, we're building in mechanisms to make this more uh, automated for some of our investors because we want this to be easy for you. So if you want no to do monthly subscriptions, for example, because you know that building your wealth on autopilot is probably the easiest way to do so, we have that ability in our app. So we can't go into specific details of any of our projects, but you go to the app, you can find a lot of information on there. Yeah. And just real quick, you know, if you guys want to give a five-star review, we'll happy to give you kind of a share. And <laughs> I love for, that. <laughs> for uh, giving us a good review. Or if you do, if you do like the app, we'd love just a, you know, just a review in, in general. If there's anything we can fix, please reach out to us at cloudcastles.io. But I think the, the app is really just, you know, it's a jumping off point. Really, we want a relationship with our investors. We want to hear what their their goals are. What What is your goal at the end of the day? Do you want to have just a side income that's maybe paying for a car payment or maybe paying for like your bills, your grocery pills, and, and that's what your, your goal is? Or do you actually want to live off of all of your real estate income? Do you want to be diversified across multiple, multiple markets, like domestically, internationally? Or do you actually want to just be like a hey, hyper-focused in one market that you really believe in, that you're really passionate about, and, and that you have maybe like a personal connection with? Like we like to hear all from our investors. So I'd love to start the conversation uh, at cloudcastles.io. Love that. Do you guys, so do you guys pay out like monthly dividends just based on kind of some of the sound bites you provided? Yeah. I mean, it's no different than if you were running your own business, right? You would pay yourself every single month. And we've heard some companies in the space make you wait till quarterly dividends are produced. That sounds crazy to us. So we want to try and run this as if you were running your own business. That's why Brian talked about, we do help. So it's not just, you know, you get uh, profit payouts from cloud castles. 
if you have questions on any aspect of running a short-term rental, maybe you want to do it yourself. That's what we're here for. Super interesting. I love yeah. everything you guys are saying. Like, I'm sold, man. <laughs> hey, we love We wanted to do uh, very common, very common things. We kind of play matchmaker, right? Let's say you got, you know, there's one person, you know, they have a little bit of cash, they see a good investment, they want to get it going, but they just don't have enough to quite get it there. Well, well, generally what we do is we match them with other investors that we know in our pool and we say, hey, we you know let's get four uh parties together, four families, we'll all kind of match this up. Will as cloud castles will just be the neutral party that'll pay everyone out, that we're just the banking platform at the end of the day. Uh, and we'll just kind of handle a lot of the 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 basically the middle uh kind of be the middleman between all these users but basically pay match uh matchmaker at the end of the day i think it's jimmy, jimmy if you're ready to really hear something crazy with this um so i have a four envelope system with my kids in investing is one of those envelopes and they keep telling me what what can they invest in and this might potentially be another one of those things to put that money into because i mean they've already invested in my hotel nice. you know they've put money into it i'm, I'm paying them monthly distributions on it you know not officially but this would be more of an official thing where they got 50 bucks to, to put to work sounds really yeah. cool yeah and we'll we'll give you a k1 every single year so if you have taxes you get to write off some of your taxes based on the depreciation of our, our properties and we also get to stay at a discounted rate so that's one of the cool features of the short-term rental space specifically is that it's not always occupied so if you want to stay whether it's an off season or let's say you want to go during a popular time of the year, we're going to give you a better rate than somebody that just goes on Airbnb or VRBO. So a lot of benefits to short-term rentals that we love passing on to some of our investors we work with. Yeah, I will say, Frank, your your kids do have to be eighteen, I believe, to own real estate in the U.S. or to sign. Okay, you would. Okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. I just want to make sure you know it's all ironed out. But you know, we oh yeah, no, I, I'm a syndicator. I get it. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we have one person, we were on another podcast and and one person referred their uh, nephew who bought real estate at 18. He was really into it. So that was a pretty cool experience to be his first uh, real estate purchase with, with Cloud Castles. We found that was really special. So we'd love to get folks from all different backgrounds involved. So tell us about your business. Um, I mean, how long ago did you start investing in short-term rentals? That's the first question. So we onboarded our first house uh, in December 2020. Um, so we've been running through and, and just kind of growing like crazy. Honestly, uh, we're in four or five different markets now. Um, we're trying to do actually, we're, we're scaling up uh, slowly to multifamilies, but generally speaking, our, our focus has been single families. Um, it's kind of bread and butter uh, and then potentially hotels after that. Um, yeah, we got a great crew that we rehabbed. And again, as I mentioned, my background's in construction. Jimmy has a little, the background in law. He, he likes to joke. He's a recovering law student. So, uh, That's right. nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. For, for people trying to get in the space, what are two markets you recommend? You know, uh, I, I'll say a region. So I'd recommend Florida because there are a lot of opportunities across Florida. Florida is very, uh, short-term rental friendly. And so you can find markets, whether it's in the, the central part, be it Kissimmee right next to Orlando or Tampa has great regulations. Miami is a little bit harder, but you can find good uh, opportunities in Miami, Miami Beach, all the way up to the Emerald Coast. If you uh, go to Panama City Beach is another example. So a lot of opportunities in Florida. And, you know, it's not like California where I'm based out of where you're paying a million dollars plus for a property. So you can get a, a decent price point. Uh, if you're doing it on yourself or if you can find family and friends to jump in, it's a, a great market to test the waters in. 
Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite direction of Jimmy. And I would say it really depends. I mean, assuming the, the legislation is fine or the, the ordinances are fine, I would say like, you, you know, it kind of depends on the street, honestly. You Let's say, for example, you there's six Airbnbs in the neighborhood, right? And, and all of them are three bedrooms with no pool. And you come in as the fourth bedroom with a pool. That's going to be a great investment. You're going to be beating everyone. Or if you're the only one on the street with a hot tub guess what everyone who wants a hot tub is going to choose your spot over everyone else or you know vice versa you go into a street and there's five uh you know six other places and they all are five bedrooms they all have a pool all the hot tub it's going to be a very competitive market for you in that in that particular street so i would say you know jimmy's point is, is absolutely valid florida is a great market very friendly uh for short-term rentals but i would say it really depends on kind of your micro micro market that you're focused on you know look at the comps in your area there's a lot of good resources online to find all the comps and really really stand out with your amenities and then what you know the the bedroom and, and bathroom count. I feel like you guys are looking at my Airbnb search history man I'm always looking for the houses with the hot tubs <laughs> that's right people love hot tubs we uh we got a, we got a property in Tampa where we're we just uh, delivered a hot tub today so we're excited for that one love that I'm just thinking about how you search criteria hot I'm tub. just thinking how you sold out of the Tahoe deal you're in the Miami, in Florida, and Florida is amazing. Don't get me wrong; I've never had a bad day in Florida. But um, just thinking about like New Hampshire, Idaho, you know, some of those. You're not you're not a snowbird kind of guy. Not big on the skiing side, huh? Well, for Tahoe, definitely. Uh, I I love to ski, but you know, one of the things that we found interesting, and I'll, I'll let Brian get into it because I always let him have his his one line on this. But you'd be surprised where you can find great opportunities. So I will pause there because I don't like stealing Brian's thunder. So what 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 is the the line that you love saying, Brian? Well, you know, on the acquisition side, we do try to be pretty sophisticated, right? So we do have like a lot of models running the back end. We're scraping data. We're using machine learning to find accurate listings and and really do predictions on how well it'll do on Airbnb. And and really, right now, Jimmy and I we're, we're looking throughout the whole country. And right now there's a property out there that will make the best return. And like our job is to find that for our investors. Like there's one property out there that will really do a great return. And to your, to your point about, um, you know, the snowbird season, the, the problem with that, Frank, where the, the basically where it's, it's a, it's a very seasonal market. So you like, you know, you'll get like, you know, summer's good. And then the winters are okay. But it's, but if it's bad snow season, it might be kind of slow. And then the fall and the spring, are, can be very slow. And so you really are hoping for the summer. Then, you know, if you have a bad summer or whatever, you're looking at a bad investment. So we really like hot climates like Vegas, Miami, where it's, uh, you know, even Louisiana, New Orleans, it's like warm all year round. A lot of the Sun Belt, uh, Scottsdale, like, you know, that really, you're really not betting on the weather too much because it's always hot. It's always sunny. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot, we really also like to go where our investors go. So for example, this Tampa property, someone, one of our investors uh, went in with their family and they say, hey, we want to own a majority stake in this investment and we want to own in Tampa. And we said, okay, cool, we'll make it happen. So then we got other investors on board, pulled it all together and we have a great property uh, that's onboarding. Uh, should be, it was supposed to be Wednesday, but there's a hurricane Ian coming through <laughs> that we're boarding up the windows right now. So uh, yeah, they're probably on board by the, by the 1st of October. That's okay. I don't need you guys competing with me in New Hampshire anyway. I mean, the fall, I got the leaf peeping season. The wintertime, I got the snow people. You know, the summertime, I got the people that just want to relax out there in the quiet from the cities of Boston, New York. I get it. I get it. That's right. Good stuff, fellas. So what's your biggest issue right now with the business? What's, what's your biggest struggle? What's your biggest challenge? 
Well, my answer would just be around uh, scaling because at the end of the day, that's all anyone ever wants to do is build an empire. Why else would you get into real estate, right? So one of the things that we just started doing back to what we talked about earlier is bringing in other projects where maybe you want to take cash off the table instead of having to go from the ground up, find a property, raise the funds, go out, renovate, and then list it on Airbnb. Because there are a lot of properties out there that are already successful Airbnbs. Maybe we can bring them in to scale faster. So that's something I always think about on the acquisition side is how do we, we get more properties at a quicker pace? But it's something that we, we can't rush the process, but there are some creative ways that we're, we're talking about internally on how to keep scaling up. I think the fact that you guys have your own marketplace <laughs> is huge. Right. So maybe somebody owns something down in Florida, but they want to rotate it into something in Scottsdale. Right. So they say, hey, listen, I'm going to bring this property over the platform. Let's trade this number of shares and maybe I can rotate over here. 100 percent. And we, having, we just launched having, that recently, too. So it's it's uh, it's something we're we're really excited about. Having liquidity in the marketplace is huge because you have to think generally any other instrument is not really that liquid. And not that the market is, uh, I would say. A, a buyer or how do I want to say this? It's not a buyer's market yet. I think the market's starting to normalize. Mm -hmm. um, but helping people pull equity off that table, off the table and rotate it, I think that's that's huge. Hundred percent. So we'll we'll see if we uh, if we have anybody that's listening to this that wants to test this out with us because we we want to see. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we got somebody. My, my guy with my fellow name. <laughs> I love it um all right frank what, what do you got for the fire round questions here for these guys all right here we go if someone wants to become a better investor what's one thing you would recommend hmm. uh, i would always recommend um the diy approach i mean specifically with real estate investing i think uh one way you can kind of you know, it can kind of balloon on costs is, is around the renovations around, you know, how is the PVC work? How's the electrical work? How's roofing? Is it in bad shape? You know, like a lot of those, um, you know, home renovation projects, if you're not familiar with the actual like raw material costs, uh, especially like that's a great benchmark, like, okay, a good contractor might be five X or maybe, maybe charge you like seven X, uh, the raw material costs or whatever it is. But if they come in and, and you know, for a fact that the raw materials are 10 bucks and they're trying to charge you, you know, uh, you know, 500 or something, and then you can almost like dismiss them or it's not necessarily someone you want to work with who comes in at that higher price. It's even like, then it's also like a, uh, really understand like the time put in. So what does it take to actually put a pool in? How do you actually operate a pool? How do you keep a pool clean? Right. So, you know, a pool might cost you upwards of, you know, at an Airbnb, you might be paying $200, $300 a month for a pool. And so what is that? That's like $3,600 a year, you know? And so, you know, over the course of your investment to get all your money back, that might be 5X that. So you're looking at like 20,000 for the pool and that's just maintenance, not including anything breaking like a pool, a pump. Yep. Or a so you want to know what goes into a pool. You want to know the ins, the outs, like literally there's inlets and outlets, you know, what is the, the, the skimmer? What about the, the pool pump? Is this the right type of pool pump? What about heating? Do you want an electric heater? Do you want a gas heater? Do you know, you have to really know all this. Is it a vinyl pool? Is it an above ground pool, in ground pool? So like, that's just pools, not like even speaking to all the other amenities in the house. So I would say really know the ins and outs 
of what you're ultimately selling, which is an ex the experience of Airbnb or the house uh, for people to use. So really just know the details of it. And if you know it super well, better than anyone else, you're going to know the numbers super well, better than anyone else. And you're going to be able to invest better than anyone else. Jimmy, anything you want to add? So many investors. Enough said there. Drop the mic, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> seriously, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. That's Thanks. fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll throw the next question at Jimmy then. Um, what is one book that you've read that you consider a must read for investors? I'm sure you've gotten this a hundred times by now, but Rich Dad Poor Dad. I can't say enough good things about that book, and I tell everybody to to go read it who wants to understand the foundations of not just the mechanics of real estate, but also the mindset. Because a lot of people come from the nine to five rat race that they're trying to escape. And so I think this is a great book for anybody who wants to understand the mentality behind success and wealth and real estate, of course. Damn. Obviously, I, I love that book. LSAT prep book. I thought you were going for the LSAT prep book. Uh, yeah, I probably <laughs> wouldn't recommend that to anybody. I think, I think he burned <laughs> that book after he was done. That's much. right. <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Which means where do you see you and your business in five years or so? Uh, five years. Uh, so we're looking at multifamilies in Vegas. We want to ultimately change the skylines of some cities with cloud castles where it's a new type oh. of ownership. Uh, you know, we really, we think that, you know, ownership changes. The idea of ownership has changed for the last, you know, thousands of years, you know, <laughs> it started with like kings and serfs. And, and now we have, you know, the communism came in there for in the mix like hundreds of years ago. And I think in the future, what the society I would want to live in the future where everyone owns a little bit of everything and they all get uh, back pay on that. So there's not like, you know, desp despot owning everything. So the idea with our Cloud Castles properties is I'm actually a real owner of this, this property. Any money that it makes, I makes I make. And it might be, you know, 50 people that own that property. Um, and so we really want to encourage more ownership because we believe that's the best way to build generational wealth for, for Americans is to, is to own real estate. So um, that's our, our mission to kind of change skylines in different cities. And uh, we're hoping to launch one of those projects uh, next year, right, Jimmy? That's it. And, and, and short-term rentals is just one facet of real estate. You know, imagine if you could shop up a club into 10,000 shares and now I own this local club or a McDonald's, which costs a million dollars just for the franchise fee alone. What right. if we could chop that up into a thousand shares. So there are a lot of different ways that we can take this beyond just short-term rentals. That, that gets me pumped up for helping more people get access to what usually only the one percenters do. It's an infinitely scalable model, right? So what you guys have figured out here, you can now take to other industries and you guys get to choose what that is. Mm -hmm. um, the wheels are turning in my head. I love this. This was really good, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on the Cashflow King podcast. <laughs> um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, check out the app. Like, where should they head? Uh, yeah, it's on, fine. I'll go. Go ahead. Brian. Go ahead. The app is on uh, App Store, Google Play, um, under Cloud Castles. You can go, uh, Google Cloud Castles Real Estate or Investing or Finance. Um, and we're also at cloudcastles.io uh, with an S on the end. And then you can reach out to Jimmy or myself, uh, Jimmy or Brian with a Y at cloudcastles.io. I'd uh, love to hear from you. Hear from you. You know what are you guys interested in? Uh, we'd love to really keep a an ear to the ground on what uh, what folks are doing or interested in in the real estate space. So we'd love to love to talk to you. Good stuff. So you guys heard it here. Cloud Castles with an S dot IO. Go and check them out. If you want to send them an email, Jimmy or Brian with a Y at cloudcastles.io. We appreciate and not not that exact out. You know, Jimmy at cloudcastles.io or Brian. With oh, a I y got you. Yeah, yeah. Cloudcastles.io. 
You Jimmy Eckhart 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 or Jimmy Ryan with the Y. You got, I mean, you guys heard it here. I have not heard of these guys before. I think you're going to hear about a lot of big things as they change skylines of cities over the upcoming years. Like, keep an eye on these guys and um, check out the app because I think you're going to want to be involved in the projects. Um, we hope that you guys – go ahead. Thanks for having us. And, again, you have the best name in the business, Jimmy. And Frank, <laughs> thanks for oh, connecting yeah. us. We, we, we love being on here, so thank you, guys. Awesome talking to you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between podcasts, check out our website on thecashflowkings.com or give us a follow on Instagram under the handle thecashflowkings. The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.